You're listening to Random Fit with hosts Wendy Batts and Ken Miller, winner of a Gold Markham Award for Digital Media. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Random Fit. I am Wendy Batts here with my friend and colleague, Mr. Ken Miller. Ken, how are you? Awesome, Wendy. How are you doing? You're looking good? Oh, I am so good and really excited to talk about today because Ken and I just got back from Belgrade, Serbia, and we wanted to talk to you guys about our experience and the amazing people that we met and just the differences in training that we saw out there. And it was just such an amazing, amazing time. Yeah, I mean, to, to, to say the least, I mean, the, the travel, well, for me, coming from the West Coast of the U.S., uh, flying through Munich into Serbia. Uh, the trip was, you know, lengthy <laughs> to say the least. But once we landed, I mean, it was one of those things where, Wendy, I saw you at the terminal to receive me right after baggage claim with uh, with Svetlana Kokorillo, our, our sponsor and host for the, the conference that we were there for. But uh, I thought of no better way to celebrate my birthday than to see the both of you <laughs> receiving me at the baggage claim. So um, that was my my first birthday gift um, this year was seeing both of you at the airport. So that was that was a great start. But I'll tell you what, the 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 people of of Serbia of Belgrade, those that we had a chance to interact with, was just that was again present enough to to be exposed to that culture. Um, I although. The reason why we were there was for a fitness conference through the HFS uh, conference, which is basically our Optima International for a conference for the National Academy of Sports Medicine. So I'll tell you, that was a great start. Just, just first of all, meeting one of our partners out there, seeing you guys, wishing me a happy birthday, and then having our first meal in Serbia was was awesome. Oh, yes. Yeah. And and guys, just so you know, like Ken and I, when we were looking at our travel time, I'm like, oh man, when you land, it's actually your birthday. You're going to be away from your family, away from your friends. And, um, and our host, uh, Svetlana, and her amazing husband, Nabosa, um, they did treat Ken with a birthday cake and a song, oh, no. and they did take us to dinner. And the dinners, guys, out there were something. I was nervous because I'm. I'm going to just be very honest. When I travel internationally, I am a very picky eater. Um, I seem to be allergic to all the things like <laughs> avocado, citrus, like you know, all the things that are in a lot of different foods, especially. When you're going overseas, that's, you know, traditional plates are made with a lot of these particular ingredients that I can't have. So I get a little bit nervous, but she's like, no, Wendy, I'm telling you, most of the things we eat here are meat, which I am that meat person. I'm far from a vegetarian and like vegetables. And so every meal that we had, starting with the first one, which was at a, a steak I think it was a steak place that we went to yeah, and yeah. the, I mean, and they ordered for us, which made me even more nervous, but everything they ordered was so good. <laughs> I mean, we, we, we sat, we, we had a chance to not just get to know um, Svetlana and her husband, Namosha, uh better, but we also had an opportunity to interact with um, a couple of the other presenters, um, uh, Darren Dillon, with with trx who's out of dublin ireland uh so he he was he was awesome great great person then we had uh turk from turkey uh Biakil, Biakila, 
um, who's one of our National Academy of Sports Medicine master trainers that's out there in that region. So he had flown in from, I think he's from Istanbul. Um, he teaches at university. He's a, he's a strength performance coach for the for wrestling and soccer out there, I believe. So very much somebody who uses the OPT model with how he trains and how he educates trainers out there in the region. So we had a great dinner uh, overall with food, but also had an opportunity to talk to other international educators and presenters. So day one started off um, actually couldn't have started off any better just because right. of who we got to meet with, you know, face to face with with um, with Svetlana and Nabosha you know, because there are our partners and we train them uh, virtually um, a year and a half, two years ago, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, so it's it's actually great, you know, these days to actually see people face to face. So that alone on, on the first day was awesome. Yes. And today on Random Fit, we're talking about being on the road. When we went to Belgrade, Serbia with our partners from H. Um, HFS systems, so health and fitness systems. Um, that was our day one, but day two, guys, like we were like, all right, today's the beginning of the conference. And they're like, well, our actually opening starts at 7 p.m. And so Ken and I are like, what? And um, they're like, you know what? Be ready at 10 a.m. Um, meet us downstairs in the lobby because we're going to take you to see Serbia. And like I said, these hosts were absolutely amazing. We got a chance to see. Belgrade Fortress and what is it? Um, I'm gonna butcher it. Is it Calamegdalon? Calamegdalon, which were you know basically where you know back in what was it 1152? I think was when some of this was built. And just looking at you know just the history and of course you know the, there was a lot of information about the wars that have just recently happened. And we say recently, recently as of 1995, 96. Um, and the, the um, different splits into what are now six different countries in relation to being one gigantic USSR. Um, they were amazing, like just they, they were being able to tell us all this stuff about the history, speaking in English, and their English was phenomenal. Um, looking at some of these churches and then taking us to lunch for yet a traditional Serbian lunch that I probably, I ate more of that meal than I think. I think I probably ate in one sitting the whole time we were there because they ordered all of these different dishes and they're like, you must try this and you must try that. And again, all really, really good food, but just them taking the time out of their day before they were doing this grand opening beginning of, of Optima International, the, the inaugural year, their very first Optima. Um, and, you know, they took the time out to make sure that we had an amazing day even though they had the biggest event on their hands and they've ever done before. I just, I couldn't thank them enough for doing that. Yeah. And for that, we are very, very, very much grateful. I mean, because, you know, coming from where we are in the U S and, and knowing what little we knew about that region of the world, it was a great educational experience. So I encourage, you know, anybody who's listening to this podcast that, you know, when, when, you know, as, as Wendy and I are learning, having gone to, to Germany to present and and Dubai to present and now just recently in Belgrade to present and share what information we have um, to share when it comes to how we train people using the OPT models. You know, what really helps us understand the needs of, of the attendees is the fact that, you know, 
every region of the world is in a different place when it comes to how they've integrated fitness um, information. So, you know, my thoughts and my realization on this trip, Wendy, was the fact that, I mean, for us to really understand what our audience needs when, we, when we're presenting live is, is we just need to better understand culture, right? Yes. And, and, and from that standpoint, when I say culture, not just the culture of the people, you know, what's their activity like, what's their, what's their food intake like? Because here, if, you know, in the U.S., I mean, relatively speaking, everybody's in a hurry, right? And, yeah. and talking about food, we could talk, we could have a food, uh, we can have a food episode for Random Fit. But when you think about the quality of the food, I mean, I, you know, you and I were both thinking, how many ways can you prepare paprika? Because oh my gosh, paprika! <laughs> paprika. Um, you know, for us, it's just like okay, what you put into deviled eggs, right? right? And that's that's all that was to me. But then to to see them say, okay, that's like that's a cottage cheese with yellow paprika. I'm like yellow paprika. I, it I was know. cream cheese, not even cottage cheese. Cream it was cheese, phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then they had another another uh, baked paprika with a little garlic in it which was red which is but i had no idea it was what it was and then you know other ways they've they've prepared it as a like a like a spread i was like i had no idea here we are sitting down and we've seen it prepared four different ways where before that before that meal it was just something you put in deviled eggs or if you yeah. wanted to spice things up a little bit but back to the point of of understanding you know being in Belgrade and trying the food and watching the people. And, you know, that, that really gave me some insight on the fact that, okay, we, we have issues where we have issues here in the U S when it comes to food selection, we're in a hurry, we're stressed out. But then one of the things about food there is that it's, it's, you can tell things are prepared with, with care, there's time and attention, but we had a, a traditional, yeah, yeah traditional Serbian meal. And it's just, I mean, going basically from farm to table is what we called it. And and one of the trainers explained to me, is like, we want to have the least amount of steps as far as how the food is handled between when it's pulled out of the ground to when it hits the table. So that's where we said, okay, well, that's what we call farm to table. It's like, well, we just want the least amount of hands on this to, to make sure it's the best quality, most unadulterated version of food that we can have. And I think that was what really makes the, that, that initial experience come alive was the fact that, you know, it just, oh, okay. So there is time and attention to food. There is a little bit more, less stress, a little hustle and bustle in that region. So when it came to the presentations, you know, we could talk about how trainers can apply assessments and exercise selection to their to their clientele better because now we have a better understanding okay what are the physical demands what are the stress stresses imposed you know for for your day-to-day -day clientele so that was that was from day day one full day one um they gave some insight on on who we were working with and what trainers really wanted to know yeah and then um you know after we had this experience at lunch we came back everyone got dressed up it was a it was a um, more of a formal type of what they called the opening of Optima. And 
They had all of the attendees show up. All the presenters were there. They brought in, you know, people that had their federation. Um, and this was the, I think, the president of the Federation for Fitness and Recreation, if I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken, as well as entrepreneurs that that were more on the business side and financial side. Did it? Did an opening. His name was Yosha, and he was phenomenal. And um, they had motivation, motivational trainers and speakers that were there. Um, and just the overall events, I mean, they made it such an amazing production and guys for NASM and, you know, Ken and I having that experience for them to really understand that brand recognition is very important to us because that's, that's what we do. I think it's really, um, you know, just, I think it's important for us to see that they're taking our content and they really want to apply it. Because as Ken and I started to do some of our sessions, starting on what was then our day three, we found out that there were so many people that have learned the content, but yet really hadn't experienced some of the information hands-on. And um, and Ken, I don't want to speak on behalf of you, but I got the opportunity on well, Ken as well. We spoke on five different topics apiece. So there were 10 topics um, surrounding the NASM Optimum Performance Training Model. And so when we're looking at this OPT model, we were able to do, I was able to do an overview. We got to spend time doing hands-on stuff on the assessments and really trying to show them what we do and how we differentiate, you know, dysfunctional movements from ideal postures and movement patterns and how we can help our clients feel and move better. And then um, even in day one, those were my first two sessions. And then I went into talking about the core. I did one on, um, you know, uh, risk versus benefits. So some exercises that some, you know, people do in the gym and why that might not be the safest for people's positioning and joints because it could lead to injury and the rationales behind the whys. And just the amount of people that followed just myself and those sessions because they wanted, they were hungry for that information. It, it yeah. really sparked me as a presenter because I remember when we started teaching Ken 20 years ago, and this information was so new to the people in the States that it was so important that we spent that quality time with each person. So they understood that this one particular model can save lives. Like when I say save lives, save people from becoming injured and performing at their highest level and signing contracts that have taken them up to become, you know, the highest in their, their field. It just was so absolutely rewarding for me. Yeah, you and, you and me both from the vantage point that when we talk about the, you know, the, the trip overall, I mean, it's it's one to get great exposure. So as we're, as we're talking here on Random Fit, we're talking about Random Fit on the road with both Wendy Batts and myself, Ken Miller, and our time in Serbia. So when we when we discuss what it was to, to have, as you mentioned, Wendy, we had basically full rooms when we were when we were presenting and that just was a testament to the fact that they really wanted um the information that we had to share that we've been using like you said wendy we've been teaching this stuff for 20 years using it and and teaching it for over 20 years and for them to have a system that now puts everything together so you talked about core you overviewed the the programming model and how we how we strategize getting somebody from a to z um you know what was really what was really great to see was that as they were in your workshops and presentations, they would lateral over to mine and and back and forth to yours, because as you went through your five and my five, so a total of 10, 
you know, different different perspectives on the use and application of the optimum performance training model. You know, it's, it's our hope as we do this, you know, with different conferences that people can take your information and my information and kind of stitch it together and have a better idea of use and application, you know, which is, I mean, it takes people years of, of studying the, the NASM OPT model to really now truly be comfortable and competent at it. So within two days, that's a lot of information yeah. to absorb. And that's where, you know, I think if you've been getting as many direct messages and, and emails as I have, you know, they, they're staying in touch. I mean, here we are a week home now they're staying in touch and trying to figure out, you know, okay, well, I used it. I tried it. Now here's my questions on it. And that, that is the most, you know, encouraging thing about the trip is the fact that they just didn't go to a conference, right? They, they, they were hungry and searching and, and now applying the information, which is the best thing any presenter can ever hear is the fact that you, you learned something that I had to say, you absorbed it, and now you're actually using it, right? Even if it's one thing out of five hours that you've had a chance to, to listen to me yap, yap, yap for the workshop, but you're actually using it. And that's, that was the best thing ever when, you know, staying in touch with some of these people. Yeah. And I mean, and overall, when, when we were talking about this conference, again, it was the inaugural time, that the inaugural year um, of the NASM, like the Optima uh, International. And so, again, you know, we hold that very close to our hearts. And so we didn't know how this was going to go. And the way that they, you know, HFS set this up, it was it was very top notch. They did. They didn't. I don't think they left a detailed out. I mean, one of the things that I, I personally just, I couldn't thank them enough for even thinking about, because I didn't know that this was available when I've presented with other, um, you know, individuals that did not speak English and we had to go and present, Ken, you and I have done this multiple times when you're on stage and you're talking, I'm very passionate about it when I'm on stage. I love talking about the information. I love talking about the content because I know that it works. And that's why I use this particular system and why I always have. But when you're in the middle of presenting and you get two or three sentences in and you have to stop, have a translator, try to still get my point across, but I have to also stop and wait for them to finish the translation and then continue on to my train of thought it's not always easy to do. And it, it really is a science that you've got to practice on. Well, one of the things that I loved about this particular conference and, and one of the things that they did was they had translators in the back, in the corner that that were, you know, plexiglass. So, so we couldn't hear them on stage, but they could hear us very well through the mic. And they were translating English into Serbian just through headphones. So if someone did not speak English, which most people did, but if they felt more comfortable learning in English, I mean, uh, in Serbian, then they could listen to these headphones and hear the translation while I was presenting. So it was like literally almost word for word. They were seeing my emotions. They were seeing my demonstrations. When we would bring people up, they, they were listening to what I was doing right at that moment without having to pause so on an instructional standpoint, I was able to cover more content because I didn't have to stop and wait for that translation to happen. And I think that was one of the things that I was, I particular was very appreciative of because I think it was really good for the audience, but it was also good for me as a presenter. 
And, um, and I know, Ken, you felt the exact same way because if we wanted to go into someone else's, we could actually have it in English. So while they were speaking in Serbian, the translators were translating in English. And so we also got to be a part of it. And there was no language barrier whatsoever. Right. And that, and that was, that was huge, but you know, something I kept saying, it's like, your English is better than my Serbian. So (laughs) (laughs) So when it came to communicating the, 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 the fact that, you know, they, they know English, they understand English enough to understand a technical, you know, you know, a, a fitness, fitness-based conference in you know in language that's not of that region you know that that was that well that impresses me every everywhere we go when you know when they can actually listen to us um but the fact that you know Svetlana and Nabosha they they actually they left no stone unturned when it came Mm -hmm. to how they promoted um how they executed their staff was great um you know, everybody who they had that had a role, they, it was seamless as a presenter. Um, it was one of those things like I was I was never in need of anything. They were mm-hmm. always preemptively making sure that I had what I needed to present. And, you know, it was so seamless. So for the two days that we were there and the information that we had to download, um, the fact that, you know, that there was such passion in the field, in, in the audience for for our for what we had to speak of all the way from reviewing our training model, um, looking at basic components of the model, like with core. Um, and then, you know, I, I had a perspective on corrective exercise in the shoulder, ro- working with rotational athletes, you know, different aspects of how we might use the model uh, for more practical application. So the the two days were great. The, you know, it was, it was really, it was really a tough thing to say goodbye because it was, it was, I know. We, you know, we, there was so much more to see. So, you know, I don't know, Wendy, if you've been, if you were approached by some of the trainers asking, okay, how long are you going to be in town? Can you come to my facility or would you like to see my facility? Um, So there were a couple, couple invitations like that. So leaving, you know, the day after we're done presenting is always tough because now you really realize like, oh, this gym is over here and, and this trainer is training over here and, you know, wanting to see how trainers train and the environments that they that they work in is 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 definitely something i like to get a little bit more of in future future uh trips but overall it's you know they're just so excited to you know to try things out and to apply this information so that that's that's really encouraging and and that's what really charges my batteries when it comes to okay well what what can we do next who can we help you know at at the next event and you know one one other comment that i found fascinating and i think sometimes when we live in the states we take it for granted but you know gyms out there are nothing like the gyms that we have um access to here in the states and they really are trying to grow the fitness industry out there because you know there's not a lot of people that can afford some gym memberships so they're working on you know cost being cost effective to try to get everyone in to change their their lifestyles and their journeys um, when it comes to health and fitness. And so, you know, when we were talking about certain gyms that we have here where you can get your nails done, your hair done, you can, you know, do your workout, you can shower, go into saunas and go into swimming pools or play a, a pickup game of, you know, racquetball or basketball. 
I mean, you know, they don't, they didn't have a lot of facilities that were like that because they said that they didn't know if that would quote work. And so just the fact that they wanted to spend time, you know, some of these people that really wanted to open up more clubs around Belgrade and, and surrounding areas of that region, I found sometimes we take these things for granted and, you know, and again, at the end of the day, if you're going to the gym, you just need equipment, you need a room, you need trainers, you need people that have a system. I think, you know, we're, we're now implementing that into Serbia as well as a lot of the other um, with some of our other international partners. But I just found it fascinating that sometimes I'm like, what do you mean you don't have this? Or what do you mean that type of gym's not available? Um, so I think, you know, just for me, it opened up my eyes to say, you know what, not everyone has all the things available that we do that sometimes we, we just literally take for granted. And so I think yeah, on an yeah, appreciation yeah. standpoint of what we have and the different gyms to choose from and those options, but I, I took a picture and actually showed Ken that right outside our hotel, there was this one area, there was one gym on the corner that had a few yeah. kettlebells that had, I think, a leg press and a bar in it, like, you know, a barbell rack. And that was it. Like yeah. Yeah. a clock that was just standing on the ground and they had graffiti on, on the walls and everything like that. But it, it, I mean, didn't even have lighting really in there. And so, but they're like, well, but this is a place for somebody, you know, this person owns this gym. And so it just was like, a, I took a picture because I just was like, I, I was amazed because I've never seen anything like that, even in very, you know, uh, rural areas. I've never seen anything like that. So the fact that they want to grow and they want to really take our culture in and and embrace that and then make it their own, um, I just I couldn't say enough of just the questions and and the passion. It was it was phenomenal. Right. So just just for clarification, there are gyms with help, you know, with with the amenities of treadmills. Oh, yes. <laughs> they're just, they're, and here's the thing, like within three miles of my house, there's six facilities that you can go to, right? Um, you know, at, of varying levels of, of, of membership and amenities. So they are there just for clarification. It's just not, it's not as readily accessible, you know, nearby. They might have to travel a little bit farther, which a lot of times for all of us, you know, sometimes, you know, to go that extra mile for, for something else might be worth it, depending on what you're looking for. But yeah, what you showed, Wendy, and that's what they said. It's like, it's not uncommon, right, that they're there, but it's, you know, it's not, it's, it's not like what a lot of us have done over the last couple of years and basically curated your own home gym, right? You have your own set of dumbbells, the bench, which for a lot of garage gyms that, I, that I've seen out there and know that, that are out there, it would have been better than what Wendy had, what Wendy had seen as far as, okay, there was, you know, no cardio. There was, it was all dumbbells and barbells and, and a few kettlebells and that was it, right? Which, which is more common than what we would see here for what would be charged for as a membership, right? Mm -hmm. You couldn't, you, you might as well just go to your neighbor's garage and work out there because that was a little same bit better. Size. Yeah, same <laughs> size, same size, right. Oh, well, I just want to say, you know, Ken, first of all, I was really excited when you're like, let's talk about Serbia because I, I know we, like you said, we could talk about the food all day. We could talk about the unbelievable attendees and the relationships that we've made. 
Um, right. We can talk about, you know, what an honor it was that NASM sent you and I out. They could have sent anyone. And so the fact that they chose us to go out to represent NASM and the brand and the model, um, you know, I can't thank them enough. But but again, you know, hopefully we have Svetlana and Nabosa listening to this because I want them to know that they did an exceptional job on this conference. They had, you know, TV, uh, national TV come in and interview Nabosa talking about, you know, just what this conference means to uh, the Serbians as well as everyone that attended. I mean, there was 48 sessions, 27 presenters, and just, you know, the way that they handled the whole situation, if there was any kind of stresses or something that went bad on the back end, we were never made aware of it because it really did seem to go better than most conferences, especially on the very first try. They did a phenomenal yeah. job and we can't thank them enough. Yeah. And as, as partners of the National Academy of Sports Medicine, they, they did, um, they did great justice for representing their relationship with with the National Academy of Sports Medicine, and as you said, Wendy, is just an honor to represent uh, NASM at the conference and all the information that I mean, we're talking about ten hours of information that was delivered <laughs> over two days, um, which was, I mean, that's it's it's work when you're in it, but it's it doesn't feel like work. It's one of those things. Right, because you're enjoying it so much. The questions are so good. The interactions before and afterwards, um, you know, just to, just to know that people are interested and in, and in looking to see not just okay, well, can I get credits for this? Uh, which they don't have that over there, you know, as far as continuing their their certification. But you know, it's just how can I use this? How can I help more people? That was the energy and the vibe that I was getting from from everybody out there. So and their certificates, they printed out these amazing little like certificate of yeah. completion yeah. and people were standing there taking pictures, posting it all over social media that they had gone to this conference and it was amazing. So Ken, you did a phenomenal job as always. I always That's enjoy amazing. listening to you present all the other um, presenters and speakers. I know we didn't list everyone out, but it was amazing to meet you. I think everyone was, you know, talking about things they were extremely passionate about. Again, to our host, thank you. And hopefully we'll get invited back. And um, and thanks for thanks for doing this with me today, Ken. Oh, no, this, this was awesome. I've, you know, you and I, since coming back, we haven't really talked to each other and actually downloaded <laughs> and compared notes. But this, this was a great, uh, you know, summary of, of how we, spent our time spreading the word of the optimum performance training model. So, um, so I'll just say on behalf of myself and you, Wendy, um, you know, our time was, was awesome. Second to none when it came to our travels really. Uh, but you know, just being exposed to different cultures, different people, that's, that's number one, uh, for us, as far as, you know, how can we help, how can we help people better understand what we have, uh, to teach, but also how to, you know, apply it to your, to your environment, to your clientele, because, you know, if it works for one, it can work for many. And we're just honored and, and appreciative of the opportunity to do that. So, so Wendy, thank you so much for the time that we had to spend in, in this last trip to Serbia, to Belgrade. Uh, I can't, I can't have a, a better work partner than you. So I just wanted you to know that. Uh, so, for those of you listening to us and, and actually heard us kind of just pour over uh, <laughs> Svetlana and the Moshe and, and everybody with HFS in our time, uh, thank you for listening to us on this episode of Random Fit. But as we say with every episode, like, follow, subscribe, comment, and let us know what else you'd want to hear us talk about on Random Fit. So until next time, 
Take care and be well.